listening to the international hit show, The Baby Names Podcast. And here are your hosts, the Moss Sisters. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss. And we're the founders of babynames.com. And we're sisters too. And our first segment is Interesting Names We Found Since the Last Episode. And I saw a nickname that I had never, ever seen before for the name Elizabeth. I spotted it in TV credits somewhere. Mal, can you guess it? Hmm, Betsy? No, I would have seen Betsy. (laughs) Betty, Beth, Eliza, Liz, Lizzie, maybe Eli? That's a good guess. It was Zabeth. Z-A-B-E-T-H. Zabeth. Isn't that interesting? Mm. And speaking of Elizabeth, our sympathy does go out to the British royal family who just lost their patriarch this week, Prince Philip. Yes, we are very sorry for your loss. My name this week for girls is Lena. Lena is female and is Hebrew for woman of Magdala. Didn't we just discuss something with that same meaning I think it was on our live cast well it's short for Magdalena that's why it's Hebrew for a woman of Magdala oh okay yeah I also want to shout out the name Corbin c-o-r-b-i-n which I think is a great name and could compete with names like Theo Hmm. Corbin means raven lastly I want to talk about Saturday's name of the day scoop S-C-O-O-P. It is a Native American name of the Sioux tribe. I love it. It reminds me of a junior reporter. Hey, Scoop! (laughs) (laughs) And before we start our names topic, I wanted to report on the American Name Society's Name of the Year competition. So each year, the members vote on a personal name of the year, place name, trade name, which is a company or product, artistic or literary name, e-name of the year, things that exist in the virtual world, that's a new category, and miscellaneous name of the year. So for 2020, the 14th annual winners were, for personal name, George Floyd. I like that one. For place name, Wuhan, China, won by a narrow majority over four seasons total landscaping. (laughs) (laughs) The trade name of the year was Zoom, of course, which won over Pfizer, Moderna, and the N95 mask. The artistic literary name of the year was Schitt's Creek. Great show. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. It's so funny. The e-name of the year was unfortunately QAnon, and the FBI warns that QAnon poses a serious potential domestic terrorist threat. The miscellaneous name of the year is COVID-19, which won with 80% of the vote. Wow, that's a lot. Well, it'll be interesting to see what names are nominated for 2021. As we put everything behind us, right. The American Name Society Name of the Year nominations are open to everyone, and they usually open in December, so stay tuned and we'll let you know when that happens. So the topic of the week is expectation names. We've mentioned this in several of our previous episodes, and also when we report on celebrity names. I know one particular episode, we did a short segment on expectation names, the very worst baby names ever. 
Yes, but I felt because they're becoming so popular again that they warranted their own show. Jen, why don't we begin by defining what we mean by expectation names? Okay, I define an expectation name as a name that is either a dictionary word or brand name that has a specific connotation or meaning that instills an expectation into your child. Usually an expectation on their character, behavior, or success in life. So what's so bad about that, you ask? Although expectation names can be beautiful and uplifting, one of the biggest problems is that they could become a joke name indirectly, such as if someone is the opposite of the meaning of their name. Mm -hmm. I am overweight, and it would be like someone calling me slim. What we have dubbed expectation names are definitely not new. Names of people on the Mayflower include Remember Allerton, Humility Cute, Humility Cute, I can't say it, <laughs> Humility Cooper, and Resolved White. Now uh. that just sounds like a laundry detergent. <laughs> the Puritans believed that a name should remind its bearer of their duties to God or blessings received from God. The most popular puritanical names for girls were also those of the three Christian virtues, faith, hope, and charity. In fact, faith and hope were also used for boys back then. Other gender-neutral names include abstinence, prudence, perseverance, temperance, repentance, and humility. But, and this is really gross, girls were given subservient names like silence, obedience, and taste, T-A-C-E. Taste? That's kind of pretty. Yeah, but in Latin, it means shut up. All right, that's not so pretty. No. And there were many names that were to remind the child to basically keep the faith. Babies were named Kill Sin, More Fruit, and Be Faithful. According to this article in the Christian Science Monitor, which we'll link to in the show notes, there were many children named Hate-Evil, Fear Not, and Sin Deny. A preacher who was a pal of Oliver Cromwell actually named his son, If Jesus Christ had not died for thee, thou hadst been damned, <laughs> Barebone, where Barebone was his last name. But the boy went by Nicholas. This wasn't the norm, though. 80% of Puritans gave their children biblical names, names we'd use today, like John, Mary, Sarah, or Jacob. So those who gave them the expectation names or puritanical names were the real fundamentalists. But were they really doing it to instill that characteristic into their child or to faith signal? I just coined that term. Hmm. Showing their social circle how religious and faithful they were. Good point. I bet that could also apply to parents in current times who give their children expectation names. Is it about the child or themselves? Right. Like, is it a form of virtue signaling? Which is a big buzzword right now, but a new definition of something that's been happening for millennia. Virtue signaling is when you publicly announce that you're doing something virtuous for the accolades or the praise. I'm so pious and religious that I name my baby Keep the Faith. Or it might signal something else. 
Remember old Christmas Abbott from our names from Big Brother episode? Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend cheated on her when she was pregnant with their child. She was arrested in 2019 for attacking the other woman, ramming into her car repeatedly. So then she had the baby, a boy, and names him Loyal. Pretty obvious that it was about her and the baby daddy. Interesting thought, though. I wonder if... She would have named it Loyal if the baby had been a girl. Was she just projecting because she had a boy and knew the name would piss off the father? Yeah, I think that is a perfect example of a name giving false expectations that you are going to be superhuman. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that only with the name Loyal. Obviously, being loyal is a great virtue. But it can also stop you from being, well, just human. Humans are fallible. Correct. And back to the Puritans, they, by the way, got their name from wanting to purify the Church of England when it was going through the Reformation. So some additional Puritanical names include Faint Not, Make Peace, God Reward, Return, I don't know what that means, Fight the Good Fight, and Meek, and I bet Meek was a girl, and God Reward. I'm glad we've moved past that. I would not have wanted to be named More Fruit Moss. I just started a diet, though, and fruit is free when counting points. Woohoo. Therefore, I want more fruit. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to call you More Fruit Moss from now on. (laughs) So this pattern of expectation names has actually become popular again. It's 2021 and there are expectation names popping up on the name charts, both our charts and the U.S. birth charts. Modern expectation names aren't necessarily about religion anymore. Some are about character, like honor and loyal. Some are about social issues, like justice. And some are what I call exalted, those title names like queen, majesty, and royal. Jen, do you see a cultural difference between people who name their babies expectation names? I think it's important that we address this. Thanks for bringing that up. We're discussing these names from a cross-cultural perspective. However, with cultures and races that have been historically oppressed, giving your child an exalted name or one like justice has a whole different meaning and many, many layers to it. It can be a way to instill power and self-confidence in the child in a world where you have been historically powerless. Therefore, we want everyone to know that we are not making fun of these names, just talking about the potential effect that it could have on the child growing up with that name. Correct. Okay, back to the names. I'm actually okay with the word justice, especially nowadays. I think that could be used by someone nodding to the justice reform so needed right now. Mm -hmm. I also want to talk about the hyper tough names that have been appearing on the charts in the past couple years, like Axel, Remington, Dagger, Ruger, Blade, and certainly anything else that has to do with weapons. Yes, and of course, those are given mainly to boys. And then there are other names with negative connotations, like I just found out about a child who had chaos as their middle name. And that's horrible, but at least the parents put it in the middle. So here are some expectation names that have made the top 1,000 names for actual babies in the U.S., according to the Social Security Office of the Actuary. Oh, here's one that has become super popular, Maverick. 
currently at 58 on the boys chart. The official definition of maverick is a person of independent or unorthodox views, but it has come to mean a person with a stubborn streak of independence, a high-risk personality who doesn't play by the rules. Yeah, and a maverick makes for a great protagonist in any fictional story, and often does. In the 1986 film Top Gun, a hyper-tough movie about an elite military flight school, the main character's name is Maverick, and he is one. Well, that's his nickname. The character's real name is Pete Mitchell. Not so tough. But Maverick, played by Tom Cruise, is an iconic character. I feel the need. The The need need for for speed. speed. All right, Goose, continue with the boys. Okay, number 66 is Hunter, Mm self-explanatory. Number 73 is Roman. And although that literally means person from Rome, it does give off the impression of a Roman gladiator. Mm -hmm. Number 77 is Jameson, an alcohol name. Okay, so liquor names. Possibly expectation. Depends on how you identify with liquor, I guess. Good times, sophisticated. And alcohol names can feel so completely different on a boy than a girl, as gender expectations are different. Like a boy named Jameson is not so bad, but a girl named Tanqueray or Tequila, she'd be judged. Many girls were named Bailey. Yeah, but not after the liquor. That trend started from the late 70s TV show WKRP in Cincinnati. Hmm. This is a good place to take a break. We'll be back with more expectation names in a hop skip. Welcome back. We're talking about expectation names and going through the boys lists on the U.S. birth charts. You know, Axel has become ubiquitous all of a sudden, and I'm seeing a lot of writers and Rikers. I'm really surprised at Riker since it's the name of an infamous prison complex in New York, Rikers Island. To me, it's like naming a kid Alcatraz. Well, Alcatraz is kind of a cool name. Al, for short. (laughs) Yeah, after its most infamous resident, Al Capone. Riker is also the brand name of a four-wheeled motorcycle. And speaking of motorcycles, there's Harley, one of the most famous motorcycle manufacturers and motorcycle brands. It is number 809 on the boys' list, but 273 for girls. Yeah, I think I would attribute Harley on the girls' side to the comic character Harley Quinn from the DC Universe, not the motorcycle. Now, Harley Quinn, played by Margot Robbie, has been featured in the recent movies Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn. In fact, actor-filmmaker Kevin Smith named his daughter Harley Quinn Smith. Okay, I completely disagree. I am pretty sure it's because of the motorcycle, at least with babies born over the last 20 years. You can disagree, but you're wrong. No, I think you're wrong. Okay, back to the boys chart. In the 200s, we have Colt and Remington, two firearm brand names. And then there's Ronan, an imposing comic character from the Marvel Universe, who is a radical Cree warlord. Mm. Ronan was also the name of 12 saints. And then we can't forget the names Jet and Gunner. I'm looking at number 310, and this is a name we mentioned in the last episode, how to pronounce Irish names with Dusty Rhodes. And that is 
Killian, K-I-L-L-I-A-N. I know it's a traditional Irish name spelled with a C in Ireland, but on the U.S. charts, it's spelled with a K. I feel that would be considered a violent name because of the word kill in it, but as many of us know, it's also the name of a beer. Yes, considering the other tough and violent names on the charts, though, Killian could be on the charts because of its more violent sound. Now, there's an actor named Killian Murphy with a C, but they're more of a character actor and not quite on the A-list yet. They usually play a villain. Further down on the boys' chart, there's Major at 351, what I call an unearned title name, Gage, Wilder, Cannon, which is a weapon, Axton, Titan, Talon at 702, which is the claw of a bird, Bear at 896, Blaze at 910, and then another firearm manufacturer, Wesson at 915. But there are other types of expectation names on the boys' charts, some that are not so tough. For example, speaking of puritanical names, Sincere was ranked 607, with 448 boys named Sincere in the U.S. in 2019. Hmm. There's also Angel, or Angel, at 72, popular with Latinx boys. Let's not forget Legend at 150. Yeah, I don't think legend is so bad, but it does instill kind of an expectation that they have to be great or legendary. Mm. Now we see King at 158, and then one that I just can't with. That's Messiah at 193. I cannot believe that over 2,000 baby boys were named Messiah in the United States. Well, people name their sons Jesus or Jesus. Yeah, but Messiah means savior. Like Jesus was a name. Messiah is a title and the ultimate savior of a religious group. So that's a lot to hang on a child. Oh, that's an interesting one for me. I wonder if there are any babies named God out there. I don't think Messiah is a great name for a child, especially because of the nickname would be what? Mess. <laughs> now on to my favorite artist who changed his own name to a symbol and then back again. Prince. The name is at 298. We're going to let that slide because we love Prince Rogers Nelson. I just want your ex. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Romeo at 346. Let's see. That's a Shakespeare name, of course, but also has become a term meaning someone, a man usually, who is a romancer. Sterling is 409 on the cusp. Sterling does mean excellence and brilliant, but I think it's also been a surname for so long that it's become acceptable as a non-expectation name. Sage is another one of those. It could mean very wise person and teacher or just a spice. Who is the actor named Sterling? Oh, Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us. K is for Kelby. And there's the adult cartoon character, Archer Sterling. Rain, R-E-I-G-N, is at 769, and it's one of those royal names. Mm -hmm. And then there's Legacy at 830. 
What about banks at 917? I know that Hillary Duff used it for her daughter, but do you think that implies an expectation of wealth? You know, not at all. To me, that's associated with the family from Mary Poppins. I think it's just a surname that's become popular for babies. Okay, on the girls' side, we do have Grace, 28, always a popular name, Serenity at 79, and Faith at 125. Now, I feel Eden is kind of an expectation name, conjuring up the story of Adam and Eve in the garden. I don't consider Eden an expectation name. I think it's a place name. Mm. We're disagreeing a lot this episode. I know. Okay, let's see. There's Harmony at 169, Trinity at 179, if we're referring to the Holy Trinity, Hope at 230. Amazing how those virtue names are still on the charts. I know, it is. Destiny at 309 again, kind of on the cusp. It could mean that you have a great destiny, or it could just be that people like the sound of it. Haven, 312. Royalty at 340, which I think is an UG. Joy at 346. Felicity, 361. And Felicity, I feel like that and Sunny, S-U-N-N-Y, is like an expectation for a girl to be happy all the time. It's like like women saying, don't tell me to smile, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. That's just my opinion. Remington is number 375 on the girls' charts. Interesting. Angel, 395. Heaven, 423. No backwards spelling necessary. Well, speaking of heaven backwards, we know it's Nevaeh. It just made the top 1,000 on the Social Security list at 998. (laughs) I know you hate the name, but I think it's kind of pretty. What don't you like about it? Well, first of all, all I can think of is one of my favorite YouTubers, Kit Boga, who has a character named Nevea, and she's kind of a valley girl. I'm Nevea. But um, I just think the whole concept is strange. I mean, do we name babies dog because it's God backwards? I just, I don't like Nevea. I just think it's weird. Anyway, what about Dream at 527? Is that an expectation name or just a dictionary name? You know, if it was Dreamy, then it would be an expectation name. That's true. But I think as it is now, it's a dictionary name. Okay. There's Justice at 578 for girls, and that's 598 for boys. Very close. Mm. Yeah. Legacy at 614, Treasure 717, Princess 769, and you already mentioned, oh no, you mentioned royalty. Yeah. Royal is 793. What do you think about Navy at 811? Does that pertain to the military or the color? Well, I think it's probably more like the military. It's kind of a cool name, but what if the baby wants to join the army? True, true. Now we've got a super puritanical name, Promise at 848, Hunters at 865 on the girls' chart, Dulce at 877, which means sweet in Spanish, Heavenly at 907, and Queen at 984. So talking about Promise, the Social Security list only goes back to the year 1900, but it only appeared in the top 1,000 in 2018, and I think that's interesting. 
it shows you the puritanical names are coming back. Now, we could also include celebrity or brand names that are definitely there to instill a connotation or expectation, like naming someone Jagger, Marley, Beckham, Armani, Chanel, or Bentley. We have a whole episode on brand names, so go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. You know, though, naming a child after a celebrity could also mean that you just love their music and want to honor the artist. I guess that's true. Which is why we're giving a pass to the name Prince. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Now, we all know that celebrities have a huge influence on baby naming trends. So let's go over the celebrity babies that have been given expectation names. Okay, there are so many. But the first one I remember in my life was Chastity Bono. I remember mom just balking at the name, saying how horrible it was that Sonny and Cher imposed that name on their child. She even explained to me what it meant. Now, Chaz was born in 1969, so I would have been about six. Chastity is defined as the state or practice of refraining from sexual intercourse. Yeah, and what's so surprising looking back as an adult is that Sonny and Cher were so with it. They were portrayed as like hippest, coolest couple, very hippie liberal. So it completely went against type to give their child a virtue name. But I guess we really don't know what they were like in private. Yeah, good point. So looking at recent celebrity birth, there's Sunny Cinco, daughter of Cassie Ventura and Alex Fine. Hey, you know, and like we said, Sunny, S-U-N-N-Y, is kind of on the edge of whether it's an expectation name or not. I think it's an expectation to be happy. Yeah, I think Sunny is an expectation name, but that's so mainstream right now. I think it's okay as a baby name. Now, I also put Chapel Grace Brolin on the list, daughter of Josh Brolin and Catherine Boyd. I know people have been naming their kids Christian, Christina, Christopher for centuries. And, you know, it's very religious adjacent, Chapel Grace. But I wonder if the child grows up and decides if they don't want to be in the same faith as their parents, what happens then? Like, I had a female friend named Christian. It was spelled C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-E, but pronounced Christian. And when she became an adult, she just ditched that and became Michelle. You know, I completely disagree about chapel. I think you can name a child something related to your religion. I'm not even sure if that name counts as an expectation name. If there's a difference in religion, then so be it. All right, what do you think about the name of the daughter of Nick Cannon and Brittany Bell? That is Powerful Queen Cannon. Well, you have to remember, people go by their first and last names. So although they meant it to be Powerful Queen, this baby will be known as Powerful Cannon. So to me, that's very weapony and tough. Brittany Taylor and Martin Louis Feezy Jr. named their daughter something similar, Legacy a Queen. Kel Mitchell has a family of expectation names, the newest being Honor Johari Rice. Mm -hmm. The other kids are Lyric, Allure, and Wisdom. We talked about that, I remember. I think Lyric is a beautiful name. Now, I think my favorite celebrity expectation name recently is Olympia Lightning Bolt. (laughs) I don't care if she becomes a runner, an Olympian, a construction worker, or a ballerina. That name is the best, even if it mixes up dictionary names. 
Olympia Bolt sounds great. All right. So, guys, if you are going to do a joke name, at least have it be part of the middle name. Right. Now, actress Jessica Alba named her daughter Honor, and she has a haven. And her brand of baby goods is called Honest. So that makes me wonder if she's had some kind of trauma in her life centering around faithfulness or dishonesty. What do you think? Yeah, it could be, but, you know, I kind of think not. But anyway, and we can't finish the episode without another family of expectation names. The Kardashians. For sure. They're Saint, Rain, True, Psalm, Dream. I think they're trying to outdo each other. Well, as we said, Dream isn't so bad. Not really an expectation, but Saint is so unfair to impart on a child. And then one last thing that I want to add, and we've discussed this very briefly in a past episode, but naming a child after yourself is also considered an expectation. Yeah, naming sons after a father has been a naming convention going back to, well, the beginning of time. And initially it was done so people could identify you, like John the Rock Splitter, son of John the Rock Splitter. But in the 20th and 21st centuries, naming a child after a parent has faded as a naming convention for several reasons. I think first and foremost, we are embracing individuality as a virtue now. And there's less of a need to conform or identify with whom you belong to or what family you're from. Now, two, it also implies that the child has to live up to the parent that they're named after. Yeah, and three, what if you don't like the parent? Yeah, exactly. That happens and you may not want to be the namesake. And then also four, it's confusing within the household. Our sister Kate named one of her children after his father, and we're like, do we call him Dwight, Ike, which is which? Yeah, and then in that case, the child is given a diminutive nickname to differentiate him, like Little Ike, or Junior, Little Jimmy, or John the Rock Splitter, the Younger. And that further instills the idea that he or she is less than or just a part of the original parent. I'll tell you right now, I didn't have a good relationship with our father, and I would not have wanted to be named after him. Well, you kept his surname. Well, I did, but that really wasn't his surname. It was a made-up family name. That's true. So that, dear listeners, is expectation names. What do you think of them? Do you think they help or hurt a child? We want to know your opinion. So write us at podcast at babynames.com. Or join our Facebook group, The Baby Names Podcast, to interact with us and other name enthusiasts. And now it's time for Celebrity Baby News. We first want to congratulate Henry Golding and wife Liv Low. Now that is L-I-V, not L-I-V, Liv Low. All right. Their baby was born on March 31st. They have not released the name or gender yet. We will update you as soon as we know. Welcome, baby Golding. Singer Aaron Carter and fiancé Melanie Martin have announced she is pregnant, and this follows a miscarriage in June of 2020. We send our very best wishes for them for a safe and healthy pregnancy. Pro tennis player Taylor Townsend had a daughter on March 14th. She named her Aiden, A-D-Y-N, Aiden Aubrey Johnson. She has not released any further details, 
But it seems like we can assume that the baby's father's last name is Johnson. I can't believe, I've said this before, I can't believe Aiden is still so popular. Now we're re-spelling it for girls, (laughs) A-D-Y-N. So crazy. Anyway, singer-songwriter Jason Derulo and model Jenna Frooms have announced that they're expecting a boy. I wonder if he'll be able to sing like butter, just like his dad. (laughs) Well, Leslie Odom Jr., also known as Aaron Burr from the original Broadway cast of Hamilton, has announced the birth of his son with wife Nicolette Robinson. They named him Abel Phineas. Abel is a Hebrew name meaning a breath. Phineas is Hebrew for Nubian. They also have a daughter, Lucille Ruby. I love that name. Now, Abel, spelled A-B-L-E, is also considered an expectation name. And another one would be... We mentioned this before, Sonny Cinco Fine, daughter born to rapper Cassie Ventura and husband Alex Fine. Their older daughter is named Frankie Stone. Oh, Frankie Fine is such a cute name. What do you think? Is Sonny Fine as cute as Frankie Fine? I think it sounds very Shirley Temple. I'm Sonny and I'm fine. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Hillary Duff had her third child on March 24th, the second with husband Matthew Coma. They named the baby girl May, M-A-E, James Bear. James is becoming more and more popular for a girl lately. Yes, and I like it. Good. This is going to be hard. (laughs) Actor Frankie Munoz had his first child with wife Paige. They named the baby boy Maz, M-A-U-Z, Mosley Munoz. Maz Mosley Munoz. The baby was born on March 22nd. I don't know about this name at all. My first instinct is that it looks too much like Mouse, M-A-U-S, a book about the Holocaust. That's exactly what I thought of, too. Yeah, I'm not sure many people have that association, though. I don't know. I mean, wasn't it a cartoon? Mouse? I mean, it was a graphic novel. Yeah, I hate it. Mouse Munoz, Mouse Munoz, bleh, sounds much mouthy. You're much mouthy. <laughs> I am. Sean Johnson has announced that baby number two is a boy with husband Andrew East. Their first child was a daughter named Drew Hazel. Surfer Bethany Hamilton has given birth to a boy with the help (laughs) of husband Adam Dirks. That doesn't make sense. Well, maybe he helped. You don't know. Well, he helped in one way, at least. (laughs) They announced the birth of their son, Micah, M-I-C-A-H. Ward Dirks. Hmm. Micah is a Hebrew name that means who is like God. Ward means guardian. The baby who was born on Valentine's Day follows big brothers Tobias and Wesley. I like that Micah Dirks. That's short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Singer-actress Catherine McPhee and David Foster have welcomed their new baby boy, Rennie David Foster. Rennie is a medieval diminutive form of the name Reynold or Reginald and means brave ruler. David, named after the father, means beloved. Hmm, okay, so beloved ruler, I guess. Bindi Irwin gave birth on March 25th which is her wedding anniversary to husband Chandler Powell. That's so cute. They named their baby girl Grace Warrior Irwin Powell. 
She said that Grace was a family name on both sides and that warrior Irwin is in honor of her father, Steve Irwin, who she called the greatest wildlife warrior. Oh, that's so sweet. Royal news, Zara Tindall, daughter of Princess Anne, had her third child with retired rugby player and current podcaster, husband Mike Tindall. They named him Lucas Philip. That's kind of boring. Philip is a timely middle name, though given the recent passing of Prince Philip, but it's also the name of Mike's father. Lucas's older sisters are named Mia Grace and Lena Elizabeth. Hmm. Listen to this. When Zara went into labor, they realized they would not make it to the hospital in time, so the baby was born on the bathroom floor. Luckily, the midwife was not too far away. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Other sort of royal news <laughs> is that Pippa Middleton and James Matthews named their baby girl Grace Elizabeth Jane. Hmm. I'm definitely seeing a trend of Elizabeth and Philip as middle names for the British family, which certainly makes sense. I wonder what's going to happen with Harry and Meg. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to break that tradition well she says she has a good relationship with elizabeth maybe they'll name her philippa which is pippa's real name <gasps> oh it is yeah oh that's what mind. pippa's short for anyway some short snippets to wrap it all up kirsten dunst has announced that she is expecting her second child with partner jesse plemons emma stone and her husband dave mccary have had their baby no details released as of yet and in an update on wilder valderrama and amanda pacheco they named their baby girl nakano oceana valderrama they said they chose nakano after the city in japan where they had a very meaningful visit I wonder if that's where the baby was conceived. Well, that would be pretty meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a lot of baby news. And now our last segment where we answer letters from you, our listeners. You want to take the first one? Sure. Hi, guys. I am looking for information about the name E-A-L-A. I believe it's pronounced Ayla, but without the fada Allah. Mm-hmm. Has this name ever come up in a previous podcast? Cheers, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. I don't think it, it has come up in any of our previous podcasts about Irish names. It's actually spelled E-Fada, A-L-A, and it is pronounced Ayla. And I looked on the Irish charts, and they just released the charts for 2020, and Ayla was ranked number 628 for baby girls, with only five girls named Ayla in the country, but I guess that ranked 628. And I've seen some sources say that it means swan, but I really cannot find any authoritative source for its meaning. So we'll keep looking. All right. Well, the white princess in Swan Lake was Odette. <laughs> so? <laughs> That's a pretty name, but it's nothing to okay. do with this question. Anyway, I just wondered if that's where it came from, oh. and so I looked it up. Doesn't the name Ayla come from Clan of the Cave Bear? I don't think it comes from there, but it's uh, the protagonist of the series. Yeah. And that's A-Y-L-A. Right. I love that name. All right. Here's the second one. This is a beautiful letter. Dear Jennifer and Mallory, 
I wanted to say thank you so much for being the number one resource for baby names. I emailed you at least a year ago about the name Lachlan for a girl, L-O-C-H-L-Y-N, asking if a gender-neutral name would be beneficial should we ever have a girl. You both recommended we go with a name we both loved regardless of gender neutrality or not and raise her to be strong. I loved that. I wasn't even pregnant at the time. But between then and now, I had two miscarriages before I finally got pregnant with our rainbow baby, a girl. Through everything, I kept listening to the podcast and it gave me comfort to know someday I would have another baby. Baby girl arrived this past November. We didn't name her Lachlan, but Cassidy Blair. Cassidy was a name I had for a long time on my baby names list. I found it because I loved the nickname Cassie, but wanted a longer, more formal name. As for Blair, my husband and I spent an evening going back and forth on your site with one-syllable names, and Blair just stuck, and it fits her perfectly. Ironically, her name story is similar to my four-year-old son's. My husband loved the nickname Brody, but I wanted something more adult as an option, and we landed on Broderick and then worked his middle name from there. His full name is Broderick Zane. Again, thank you for being a comfort in my darkest days and for helping us name my favorite people. Sincerely, Alyssa. Wow. Okay, great letter. Thank you so much. That makes it all worth it, doesn't it, Mel? Yeah, exactly. All worth it. Yes. I like both children's names, and I like the three-beat, one-beat, two-beat cadence to both names. Cassidy Blair, Broderick Zane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can tell they put a lot of thought into the names and how they would sound and go together. I like this kind of matching more than I like siblings with alliterative names. Or rhyming names. Ugh, that's worse. (laughs) I agree. I think both names are just perfect. Broderick Zane is beautiful and Cassidy Blair is beautiful as well. And you can give them Brody and Cassie as nicknames, but they also have the choice of using their formal names. Good job, Alyssa and husband, and congratulations on your rainbow baby. Do you have a name question for me and Mallory? Write us at podcast at babynames.com and we might answer it on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Our next episode should be the top baby names of 2020 in the United States, as reported by the U.S. Social Security Office. That list usually comes out Mother's Day week, so stay tuned. Thanks for joining us, and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Love you, Jen. Love you. Love to our family and to all our listeners. 